From the protectors of the Internet, the Wisconsin Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, it's the PKO Podcast with Carl and Dana. Hey, welcome to the PKO Podcast. I am Carl. And I'm Dana. Thanks for tuning in on this beautiful day. Whatever day it is. (laughs) We are going to talk about YouTube today. Yeah, I think uh, let's take just a moment and open up the PKO podcast today and say um, we've been getting quite a few comments from listeners and we really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Requesting translation services, transcription services, and we just want to make a quick note whenever you are listening to this. That's something we are looking into and we hope to have more information on soon. So if you're listening to this, if you're wondering about that, just keep an eye on our Facebook page um, or Protect Kids Online, wi.gov, and any updates that we have will be posted in both places. Yeah, we're getting better <laughs> at what we're doing. We're just not quite there yet. We appreciate the feedback, the comments, the reviews. So anything that we get, um, we we try to improve. Yeah, so make sure you get onto YouTube or uh, YouTube. That's what we're going to be talking about. Get onto the iTunes store and uh, make sure you rate our podcast, uh, Google Play. You can also rate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, any other uh, website and or however you're listening, feel free to throw a comment at us or uh, or a rating. Uh, ProtectKidsOnlineWI.gov is our website. ProtectKidsOnlineWI.gov. I just said that too fast. And then uh, go ahead and, and shoot us a comment or review. Or if you want to hear something, make sure you let us know because we're all about taking suggestions. Um, like Dana said, everything's been great. And uh, really kind of helping flow the program and and that's what this is designed for so mm-hmm. so let's talk about youtube i think this is one that's overlooked a lot because mm, maybe we as um an adult generation i guess i'll say don't see it as a threat not really in in it's a social media app social media website and becoming more so i think i think so too and i just heard on the radio the other morning on my way into work that YouTubers are actually getting like job offers by doing these goofy things or like reviewing games and reviewing products from from different organizations because they're seeing that these YouTubers are getting so many reviews. That's awesome. Oh, that's that's great. That's That's great for them. Power of YouTube, though. You know, so that's how popular this is. And it makes me think back, what, what am I doing wrong? Maybe I, I should be doing say, that. I wish you know? I could make money that easily. <laughs> what did I think Maybe it's that? not easy. I don't know. Of course, we get all of our uh, ratings and all of our uh, our reviews and everything from commonsensemedia.org. we got to give them a plug. They have a very good website. Go to commonsensemedia.org, and you can uh, type in the search box of whatever you're trying to look for, for as far as ratings and descriptions and that type of stuff, and, and we got to give them a shout-out. For everything that we do on our podcast, we get the reviews from them because we feel that they're the most trusted um, that we have found, at least, with the uh, Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. And they have really good information that is geared directly towards parents. Exactly. So when we talk about YouTube, we're looking at uh, the educational value at, on a five-star rating. They're rating it a two out of five star. So despite what maybe we just got done talking about, the commonsensemedia.org is not saying there's a whole lot of educational value behind it. You know, I I guess I don't want to jump to that conclusion. I think that there can be, and I think that we should make note of that. Um, But I think that we also have to point out the risks out there. 
out and when I go down to rest risks, they're talking about the sex risk is four out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Language, offensive language is five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I, I know I talk about my kids all the time and in kind of that's how, you know, what we're geared for. But, you know, I remember one time sitting in my chair watching a, a football game and my son's watching YouTube on his iPad and I hear the F-bomb flying all over the place and I about freaked out. And went over by him, and he's watching this YouTuber that's rating this video game mm-hmm. that he just got. And that's all this guy's doing is dropping the F word. And I think that's really common that you'll see those those video game playthroughs, kind of demos that people are doing of games. And you do see that kind of language all right. the time. So that's one thing to be really uh, aware of. Drinking, drugs, and smoking, three out of five star. It all falls into that language and sex, violence, three out of five stars. So when you look at it from this perspective, YouTube isn't really the best, but... I agree with you. There are a lot of positive things on there. I learned how to put up a screen door on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and we should also make note that if you have younger children, uh, YouTube has come out with YouTube Kids now. And while that also has some risk involved, it's perhaps less risk involved. And they they review things a little bit more closely to try to make sure the content is good for, I believe, um, age five and under. So if you're, you're looking for, for short videos for kind of that age group, um, that might be an appropriate uh, route to go. And there is a safety mode on YouTube. So you can set your settings when you set up an account and, and YouTube is uh, kind of oversought by Google. So um, you'll have to set up a Google account and um, go through YouTube and you can set up a kind of a safety mode. However, um, it's easy to disable. I've learned that. And uh, it doesn't catch everything either. So you can set that for the highest settings you can. And some things are still going to squeak through depending on how they're kind of laid out uh, when the video descriptions and that type of thing. So there are some safety precautions that can be taken, um, but a lot of times it doesn't always work. So as Dana said, you have YouTube kids. You also have YouTube gaming. Um, A lot of video games are being reviewed on YouTube, like we talked about before. Some of these video game companies are seeking out some kids to get their idea for a marketing uh, kind of a plan to lay out, say, listen, ages 14 through 17 are playing this game or 10 through 12 or whatever. And they're using YouTube to gain a lot of that uh, demographic. So YouTube gaming and YouTube music is also out there too. So there's all kinds of channels out there. There's also something that um, we learned is a little bit scary. It's called YouTube Red. And for $10 a month, you can stream videos for free, save videos for background, offline viewing, and uh, get some original content, not stuff that's been viewed for a long time. And but... that in itself isn't what's scary. That's kind of cool. What's scary is that the, the name is very similar to what is a known pornography website, RedTube. Right. And so when you're looking at all these different... Um, uh, branches of YouTube that are available, YouTube music, YouTube gaming, YouTube kids, um, you might overlook it. If RedTube comes up, you might overlook that and think that that's a part of YouTube when really it's not. So if your kids are Googling and trying to find something, they might stumble across that, and that's something we definitely don't want them um, seeing. Yeah, I haven't tried it, but if you, I'm assuming if you would type in Red YouTube. I would assume you're going to come up with RedTube as probably one of the top one matches. One of the top ones, sure. And if they click on that, it's going to be 100% hardcore pornography. So uh, you got to be careful on that. YouTube Red, it's a subscription, uh, $10 a month. But, yeah, it can be easily confused with uh, with RedTube. So um, that's one thing to kind of watch out for. But 
I mean, YouTube, I, like I said, I use YouTube all the time. I had a YouTube description. Hey, how do you put up a screen door? Rather than follow instructions, I just YouTube it, <laughs> and there's going to be somebody out there that uh, has some sort of video out there. And it actually, I mean, a lot of that stuff is pretty accurate. So uh, I use YouTube all the time. Yeah, I think um, I think I would just like to maybe clarify for parents what we are seeing, what we tend to see on YouTube. Um when we get cyber tip reports. So the cyber tips that come through the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children uh, dealing with child exploitation online. Um, What we're seeing sometimes from YouTube, I guess I'll say, is I think natural child curiosity. So you'll see kids that have a video camera on their phone now or whatever device they have, and they're taking a video of whatever they are doing, whatever they and their friends are doing, and then... um, I think as part of natural curiosity, they might, um, you know, flash the camera or show genitalia or something like that. And then that's part of this video that's out there to maybe their friends or the public or whoever they've sat for viewing it. And a lot of times it is public. Um, and so that stuff's out there on the Internet then. And that's another scary part, too, is one thing is like we've talked about in our other podcasts, along with these apps, too, such as Snapchat and, and some of these others where your kids faces are actually being out there when your kid puts a video out there. It's out there for the world to see forever. So, I mean, that's one thing to take in mind when some of your younger kids, maybe your 9, 10, 11-year-olds are reviewing these video games. You think it's something that's very innocent, and quite honestly, it is. There's nothing wrong with them going on YouTube, reviewing these video games, and then, you know, posting it. The problem is is when Joel Creeper sees that because they're out there searching this stuff, and they turn around and start chatting with your son or daughter who are doing these video games and then start fronting them, go to my YouTube page and, and you can see the snowball effect. And, you know, our whole podcast point is to bring out the dangers of grooming and how these, these predators are seeking out things. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to give the impression that we're constantly Debbie Downers on these uh, apps and anything, but, you know, through our experiences, through the, uh, the Department of Justice, uh, Division of Criminal Investigation, ICAC Task Force, it uh, really kind of points us into that direction to say, okay, we're these things are fun, but the potential is out there for this, you know, or that, and we want to try to help you avoid that. We want to give you the tips and, and the nuances of the apps to try to help you kind of curb that activity from happening or what to watch for. So like anything else, it's watching what your child is doing online. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the safety side of things. This one's a little bit trickier. Of course, as always, you can report abuse on the website. So if you come across something or if you find out that your child has posted something, um, you can work with YouTube to get that removed, and you can also submit a cyber tip if if something rises to that occasion. Um, But I think that we're going to have a lot of parents asking, how can I... um, can I set an approval so that I have to approve something that they're posting or something of that nature? And that's not going to be as easy of a setup with something like YouTube. Um, If your child has made an account and they have their own, uh, you know, kind of information set up on there, um, that's not going to come through you for approval. So this is one of those things where, like everything else, you really just have to be talking to your kids about the risks out there and making them understand um, that this is the World Wide Web. And one thing that I did is I set up a YouTube account under my name because my 10-year-old son cannot have a Google account. Um, so my name went up there, and I was able to dictate the settings on that, and I had it all password protected. So if you go into the settings of YouTube, you can set 
parental guidelines, so to speak, and in the safety mode, to, and it does lock it down. It does lock it down quite a bit, actually, to the point where he got angry with me because certain guys that he was following was no longer available. So he uh, was able to, uh, or not able to, view what he was originally viewing with the F-words and everything like that. So that didn't go over very well with him, but he got over it. And if you sit down and explain it to them, they're going to understand. They're they're going to eventually get it, and uh, especially if you explain it to them right. But, yeah, you can set all those things in like a parental settings uh, page too, but you're also going to lock yourself out too, because it's not, it's not, it's universal. It goes all over, you know? So if you set this up for your account, you're not going to be able to access maybe some things that you want to access either. If they swear while they're hanging the screen door. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's only when I do it though. That. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, there are things you can do out there. You can set those parental settings. Um, you can create your own account, have your child use your account if they are needing to look up something on YouTube. Um, we certainly, we have to make the point that you can't say don't use YouTube. It is an educational site and it can be very useful. And there are probably things even for school that kids need YouTube for. Um, we just have to use it a little bit more safely. Right. And that's what it comes down to, knowing what your child's doing. Maybe you set up the account so you can, you're can you familiar with it. You know exactly what's going on with it, the settings, features, all that stuff. And then you can dictate basically what uh, where that car is going. You know, what you're in the driver's seat and your child is right alongside of you and you're going to be all nice and safe. So one thing to keep in mind on that. So YouTube, um, very good, very good app. Just, you know, those are the kind of the precautions to use. And, and like you said, Dana, what uh, what are the avenues in case something happens? You can always report abuse on the actual website or the app that you are using. Uh, you can submit a cyber tip report through the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And you can do that on their website at missingkids.org. Or they actually have a phone number posted there as well. So if you aren't comfortable doing it online or if you want to talk to a person while you're doing the report, uh, you can call that phone number and they will walk you right through the reporting process. Those will come through us then if they deal with Wisconsin at all. And if something really rises to the occasion of um, you know, threats of violence or something very, very serious, um, that's something where you'll want to contact your local law enforcement right away. And again, we're with the Wisconsin ICAC Task Force. That doesn't uh, necessarily mean that it stops at Wisconsin. We are part of the National ICAC Task Force. So if there's anything that comes out and you recognize while we're talking on this podcast, you can always reach out to us at protectkidsonlinewi.gov. And uh, we will make sure that it does get to the appropriate ICAC uh, anywhere in the world. And that we're all kind of hooked up together. It's like the World Wide Web. So despite whatever happens, you know, we're all connected. So feel free. ProtectKidsOnlineWI.gov. And uh, stay safe out there.